0: Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons, we're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show.
1: Let's creep! I'm so excited for the creeps. I'm like ready to rage okay sorry continue
0: no there's there's some really juicy things mm-hmm. to creep on today um so this week news broke that jed's ex-girlfriend Haley is now engaged to hannah brown's brother and this is the side chick that jed was dating while he was engaged to hannah so the mess is god bless this mess the <laughs> yes, mess god is blessed. so so messy and i am so here for it. i think it may be my favorite story of 2021 Wow, and it got in just in the
1: nick of time before we turned to 2022. Um, Oh my God, it's just so crazy to me. I'm like, did they meet through Hannah being the Bachelorette and this whole scandal, or did they meet... Some other way, like, in the South.
0: I don't know. That's what everyone seems to be asking. But, like, I'm assuming they met and they're like, wow, isn't this crazy? Both of our worlds were kind of, like, thrust together, I guess. But, like, that's not the question I have. The question I have is, like, what the fuck does Christmas dinner look like at the Brown House with Haley and Hannah? Then also, so they're engaged. Is Hannah going to be in the wedding party? Like, yeah, but I don't think there's necessarily, well, I don't know, but I wouldn't think there's necessarily bad blood between Haley and Hannah. Like, the person to hate here is Jed. Well, no shit, and we support (laughs) that on this podcast, but they don't follow each other on social media. Hannah, at the time of this recording, did not like any of the posts announcing the engagement. And this is her brother.
1: Yeah, that's her brother. Like, regardless, it's her brother's family fiance, like, you would think she would at least follow them on Instagram. Yeah, that is weird.
0: So, take it a step further, Jed Wyatt, a friend of the show, Jed Wyatt, uh, went on his Instagram to acknowledge the story. Mm -hmm. And he posted a selfie video. And when I tell you I got PTSD, I like watching <laughs> his stories, I didn't even look for it. Someone sent it to me. And I'm oh like, this is literally making me like give me bad flashbacks. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, I was previously the victim of one of Jed's <laughs> Instagram stories. And I've lived to tell the tale. That tale can be found in episode three. You can go back. But so he took a selfie video and he's basically like. So today I've had multiple
1: tabloids reaching out to me wondering if. I wanted to make a statement regarding, I guess, Haley posting or something about her getting engaged to Patrick. And I guess the only thing that I have to state is more of a question. It's like, does he know he's engaged?
0: And that's where it ends. And I'm like, I didn't know what that meant at first. I I've realized he's taking, a. I think he's trying to take a jab at Haley, but he doesn't realize that he's also taking a jab at himself, he means, does Patrick know he's engaged just like Jed didn't know they were still in a relationship? Does like Haley make up that she's further along in relationships? But all you're doing, Jed, is reminding everyone that you were an asshole on TV. That's all you're doing with this.
1: Well, it's just also just, like, that is such a stretch of a, like, dig. Yeah. It's just, like, at that point, don't say anything. I don't know why he feels the need to go on his stories and take, like, a selfie video to explain to his followers what other people are asking him to do, people that he doesn't want to talk to.
0: Yeah, and, like, does anyone else think that Jed Loki loves that tabloids are reaching out to him? Jed wants to be relevant, and I feel like this is just feeding his ego because, like, When he harassed me, he's like, so this podcast is reaching out to me. I think it like, it fluffs his little, his feathers a little bit. Like he feels like he's a big shot and he's able to share to his followers, like, look, people are reaching out to me. I'm important.
1: Yeah. But so is that kind of implying though, that he's not going to respond to any
0: tabloids or give any sort
1: of quote or anything?
0: He's like, they asked me for a comment, and I didn't give them a comment, but, <laughs> but here's, here's my a comment, comment now. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you might as well have just answered the tabloids and, and give them, given them your comment. Because, like... Right. So Jed's statement, his official statement is, does Patrick know he's engaged?
1: Good one. Like, literally good one, Jed.
0: And, like, I joked about it on Instagram when this news initially broke that, like, Haley is so committed to dragging Jed that she's willing to get engaged to Hannah Brown's brother just to, like, further get her revenge. Because if they really get married, which I hope they do, I mean, if they're happy, um, mm-hmm. this is going to be a forever reminder of what Jed did. Every other villain gets the privilege yeah. of, like, time heals all wounds. Maybe this will go away. But, like, Jed, no, your your shady story is going to be reminded to everyone Forever. Yeah. Forever.
1: I know. It's just so crazy. Can we go back though to speculate how Hannah Brown's brother even found himself to be dating and then engaged to Jed's ex-girlfriend? Like, I really don't <laughs> understand how all of these... Well, obviously we know how the paths cross, but I'm like, do we? Ugh, I
0: just have so many questions. I need them on the podcast. I feel like we could probably get them. But I, know. I think that it could be a trauma bonding thing. Like... Haley was kind of like in the spotlight. The Brown family was in the spotlight. And then maybe there could have been some DMs sliding. Yeah. You know, isn't Haley from Tennessee? I assumed so.
1: I assumed she was from the same area Jed was from. Yeah. But I don't know for sure.
0: Yeah. So maybe if there was like some social media connection and then it's like, wow, isn't it crazy that we're both kind of going through this? And then it's they realize they have stuff in common and <laughs> Haley wants Fair. to make Jed rue the day that she didn't meet him at the dock or he didn't meet her at the dock. Remember that note? He's like, I'll meet you at the dock. Yeah. Ever since Jed didn't meet Haley at the dock, she's been <laughs>
1: plotting this revenge.
0: Her life mission has been to, like, take down Jed Wyatt. I love it. Yeah,
1: well, But I guess, like, then I'm also, like, why doesn't Hannah... We don't know this for a fact, but seemingly not support it. Because even when she's been asked about it in interviews, she's been like, you know, uh, I just want my brother to be happy, and that's all I'm going to say about that. You know, she doesn't really, like...
0: Would you support it? Um I don't blame if, okay, Hannah. Um,
1: no, I'm trying to think. Okay, so if I was engaged to someone but then found out that they actually had a a secret girlfriend so then I broke up with them I wouldn't have any ill will towards the girlfriend you know
0: but remember Haley knew that Jed was going on the show like she was supportive of him like of him manipulating and deceiving Hannah yeah yeah, okay she was not supportive of him getting engaged but I guess there was some lost in translation there
1: yeah but I guess based on like remember when all those texts came out they were I guess kind of in cahoots in the sense that like Jed was going on the show for his music he was going to fake his way through to get to, to the end Blah blah. yeah blah. yeah okay good point
0: but again back to his quote-unquote statement like all he's doing is shedding light on the fact that he still is not taking ownership for being a total douchebag like for him saying does Patrick even know he's engaged implies that like Haley knew he was going on the show. Haley knew he was free to go get engaged if he wanted. And that's just not the case. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that Haley let you go on the show to get exposure for your music. Haley did not let you go on the show to get engaged. Haley was under the
1: impression that once you came back from the show, you guys would still be in a relationship. And meet at the dock. And then you ghosted her. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Haley's sitting there at the fucking
2: dock. and She's you still at the dock.
1: <laughs> She's still <laughs> sitting there. I'm just picturing Haley, like, for literally the rest of her life, like, growing old at the fucking dock, waiting for Jed.
0: I bet she got engaged at the dock. I bet Patrick was there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: the wedding is at the dock. Like, their house is being built on the dock. They're just going to wait forever.
0: I want to put out a prediction. I see Jed Wyatt getting engaged by the end of... 2021,
1: 2021. I thought you were gonna say 2022. That is so aggressive. Okay, like I'll take I'm making that bet. I'll bet you money because I'm like eh, an I don't aggressive
0: know. prediction. Because I feel like Jed does not like to. I don't know. I don't think he likes to be outshined. I think he's probably not happy that Haley's engaged to Hannah Brown's brother. I think he's not happy that. The storyline is continuing so far after it all happened. That's my thing is I think Jed just wants... Well,
1: the weird thing is like he wants people to forget yet he like doesn't. Yet he keeps going on his fucking stories like talking about it. But I feel like Which is it? (laughs) Right. No, exactly. Because you would think that's why he would be resentful. Because like he still has to fucking talk about the time he was shitty on a show. But yeah.
0: And like... Just because I have such a personal issue with him and how he behaves, (laughs) you know what would have made you look like a real stand-up guy? If you had to go on your stories, go on your stories and say, a bunch of tabloids are asking me to comment on Haley and Patrick's um, engagement, and my statement is, congratulations. You would look like such a stand-up, respectable guy that not everyone has to still hate, but all you did was remind us why we hate you. (laughs) Oh, you hate him so much. (laughs) Do better, Jed Wyatt. I love the passion behind your feelings. Yeah. But I don't hate him. And if, if you are new here, yeah. go back to episode three because I have reasons for my anger. It's just the whole thing is insane that
1: it's just like I can't imagine someone making up like a crazier scenario. You yeah, know? this is amazing. But yet it's literally the truth. And I'm like... I wouldn't even think to make that up as like a, a joke, as like a what if? Like, what if Hannah Brown's brother got engaged to Hannah's ex fiance's ex girlfriend? Side chick.
0: Yeah, it's like what? Side chick. Yeah. Um, if these two get end up getting married, um, mm. Hannah is likely going to be in the wedding party. I would assume it's his sister. Yeah. Like, could you imagine her her bridesmaid speech? Like, so when I first heard of you, it was in People Magazine, <laughs> right? <and> you, <laughs> Exposed my fiance for dating you, and things have been so crazy since then. Like, I know.
2: what the
1: fuck? I think Hannah's like mature enough though to like you know, especially if they really are gonna get married, and now this girl's gonna become part of her family. Like she's gonna have to find a way to you know they don't have to be best best friends but at least you know respect the marriage the relationship they have to be friendly you know just like figure out a way to do that
0: i would use this as an opportunity hannah link up with Haley, release a youtube video and it's like Haley and hannah are like answering all the questions like they have an open conversation where they kind of go into because like also we only know jed's bullshit side of the story. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear what Haley's side is for real. Yeah, like coming out of
1: her mouth, not through people yeah. magazines filter. Yes, I w- would love them to sit down and like
0: debunk and like get to the bottom of
1: Jed's lies and what he told her and what he told her and yeah.
0: Yeah. So, on one hand, I'm not happy that he's back in the spotlight because I did not like having to go to his Instagram page and go through that emotional trauma that I went through. <laughs> but on the other hand, I am living for this mess. God bless it. God bless. Pass the popcorn. I'm, I'm good. So next up, I creeped on Greg Grippo. And he is, like, trying to be a hot guy on Instagram. And the guys from his season just will not let him. And I'm obsessed with it. Like, so he posted. He doesn't really post that often. He hasn't posted that no, many times doesn't. since Katie's season. And he posted. It's, like, kind of awkward. He posted a shirtless photo of himself, that, a selfie. And he's wearing, like a little, um, handmade bracelet that his niece made him.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, the caption says my niece moved on to making bracelets. Happy holidays. He's shirtless though. And it's like in the middle of the day, he's wearing pants and he's shirtless. And it's just, it's like a classic. I'm posting a picture trying to be
1: hot, but I'm not going to acknowledge that. So I'm just going to make a caption about like this random bracelet from my niece
0: yeah but i i need to read some of these comments though okay andrew spencer writes bro talking about bracelets like he ain't got his chest hairs out
1: uh andrew's so funny oh we love him on this podcast
0: clay harbor who's actually um gonna be on the podcast wrote great pick of the bracelet bro (laughs) i love it like they're so obviously like calling him out (laughs) aaron clancy wrote can't wear a bracelet and a shirt simply too much clothing this time of year (laughs) Thomas Jacobs, uh, Becca's man, wrote, are they made 100% out of shirts or something? Fucking love it.
1: They're all getting really clever with the comments. You got to give them that too.
0: (laughs) Couple thirst traps on our Monday, Gregory. I like your style. I love it. It's just funny. Like Greg really needs to work on how to do the whole thirst trap thing because I don't think sitting on a couch like this is how to do it. And like these guys are just not going to let him be the sex symbol.
1: Okay, but can I say, I think Greg's hot and I think this picture is hot. Like, sorry, um, is that so controversial and offensive? Well, I don't know.
0: It's not offensive. No, but, but I'm like, <laughs>
1: people don't like Greg. I'm like, this is a hot take. No.
0: He's hot. His face has a little W B E what is wet that? blanket energy.
1: Oh. <laughs> I was like, what is that for Well, okay. We haven't used the acronym yet, so okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He has a little
0: W B E going on in the facial area. Yeah, but a little W B E is okay. Not at concerts.
1: No, but he's not at a concert. He's in the privacy of his own
0: home. You can have okay. a little WBE in the privacy of your own home. Fair. But yeah, <laughs> so I, I hope to see more thirst traps as we go into 2022 from Greg. I think he needs to work on them a little bit. And maybe if he gets better at them, his friends will stop roasting him. Because I don't think the other guys do it to the other ones. Like I think they really kind of go hard on Greg because they know he's like he's like the special one. I feel like I
1: feel like I'm trying to put into words what I'm thinking cuz I I get what you're saying and I'm trying to think of like I cuz I think Greg is probably the most remembered out of Katie season for yeah. obvious reasons. So I think, so Greg's like the most famous, the one who got the most like media attention, I feel like, but he's still such good friends with a bunch of the other guys from the show. Greg's like the popular boy. They love to give him like a little shit, you know what I mean? To keep him humble.
0: Before Greg's fall from grace, people were like die hard over Greg, like really, yeah. really into him. And then they completely flipped when yeah. he had his whole um, ending with Katie. So he was, like, I would assume that he's the most popular, the most famous out of all of them. So they all kind of, like, jab him, which is cute.
1: Yeah. They have a very cute friendship, I must say. Especially him and Andrew. I am, like, living for the bromance. I think it's so nice.
0: Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. involving Andrew makes me True. happy. Uh, speaking of Andrew, uh, I did a little creeping on Becca Kufrin's page, and Andrew actually asks her if she has any single friends and she says yes and it sounds as if She's going to try setting him up. So I was thinking, I can read the exact quote. He writes, "Um, does Becca have any single friends asking for a friend? (laughs) Becca writes back, oh, do I ever. I'll pull out my best hitch for you. Andrew writes, oh, love that. Let me know. I feel like you guys would make a great double date game night crew. Game night. Becca writes back, it's on. So so there's something happening. Can I throw something out there, though? Sure. She's saying she's going to set him up with a single friend. Who of Becca's friends is... Single Kendall, I'm just like constantly trying to get Kendall. You a date. really,
1: yeah, you're really committed to getting Kendall to be with someone. I don't really see. Kendall and Andrew together because Ke- Andrew's like so much more goofy and like Kendall I feel like she's like funny but in a more like I'm quirky I take myself seriously kind of way you know
0: yeah I think they'd be a great one night stand
1: sure both very beautiful people yeah right I'm trying to think okay who is Becca friends with all the girls from Ari's season now I'm trying to think like okay who is single from that no season no one
0: that's like, like, no it's like one. pretty yeah. much Kendall
1: so Kendall no I don't like that one I want to find a better one <laughs> I, I There's did literally see Really someone no one. wrote in the comments caroline looney which was like a rando from ari's season i do think her and becca are friends but i also don't really see that for andrew
0: wait what about natasha because she's also friends with becca i think they're oh, friends through the podcast world because yeah. natasha does clickbait and becca does bachelor happy hour and natasha and andrew would be like a beautiful couple yeah and they're both like really funny huh maybe I support that one, and I support Andrew and Kendall. Whichever comes first, I'm happy with. Andrew, you could pick.
1: Yeah. Well, he'll date them. He'll see who gets the rose, you know.
0: Yeah. Two on one. All right. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of close the whole saga that is Katie, John Hershey, and Blake, Katie and John Hershey have officially unfollowed Blake. And I, I just needed to report that because, again, I've been searching, or I've been checking every single week to see like, what's the status of these people? They can't still be following each other. And Katie and John have officially moved on from Blake. They're no longer following.
1: Damn. That's like harsh to me. Is it not to you? Especially knowing how monitored their accounts are. I would think just for like appearances sake, like just continue following him to be civil, you know?
0: Well, that that's why I thought they were following him still in the first place. But I think it's yeah. harsher to to do a 12 days of messy and have Blake be we are never getting back together. Like I think that's more of a slap in the face than unfollowing him. At this point, it's like you should unfollow him.
1: I guess. Yeah, I guess, like, she wasn't really trying to be civil right off the bat with the with the messiness. You're right. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot, but I can't help but just, like, feel bad for Blake. I really think he was not treated very nicely by someone who he thought was going to be his wife. Someone he thought he was going to marry. And that's shitty. When you, like, you know, shit happens in relationships. Like, it doesn't always work out. But, you know... I would hope that when you're that serious with someone, if you think you're going to marry them, there's at least like a mutual respect there to like not troll them on the Internet with a Taylor Swift song. And yet here we are.
0: Yeah. And I just went to her page and she has going live with John compilation part one. And if this is going to be a new series that she's doing, I just like I don't have the energy, Katie. After 12 days of messy, I can't call me in 2022. I
1: don't care. Like, how many times do I have to say, I don't know who John Hershey is. As far as I'm concerned, he was never on the fucking show. Like, this is a private relationship, Katie. And that's great. I'm glad you're happy. But this is not a bachelor relationship. It's not. Sorry. I'm not invested in this. I don't care. Sorry. Now I'm getting heated because I'm like, this is so annoying.
0: I feel like Katie, I like Katie. You know, I don't know if that comes off on this podcast, (laughs) but I really do. But I don't think she's capable of not having everyone giving her attention around her relationships why have a new video series with your significant other if that makes you happy sure go for it but like between to come off of the heels of 12 days of messy which she also admitted that she regrets doing yeah i think she actually admitted it in this live um i didn't watch the live but i read it in an article that
1: that article somewhere yeah
0: she so she regrets it so it's like maybe take a step back from the old interwebs katie and reflect a little and maybe just hang out with john hershey off camera
1: well also too like she hasn't like really been in the spotlight for that long like it's been what a year when she was on mat season became popular became the bachelorette it's not like this is something that has that like she's always had people invested in her life and her relationships for years and years and years and now it's all gone it it happened pretty quickly and it went away just as fast so that's why it's like weird to me that she's having a hard time with it girl you were the bachelorette one time like this is kind of how it works you're not gonna have this long-lasting fame. I mean, you know,
0: a year is still a long time. And before this, she was like TikTok famous in some way. People were yeah. always like following her every move, I guess. Just like Dale and Claire no longer follow each other. I think it's making a statement. They're done. Blake's been done. So I guess we're done now. And until further notice, we're going to move on from them. Okay.
1: Alright, so last episode, we told you guys about palm flowers and we need to tell you about them again because it's like my new favorite thing. I've never been a big flower person but we got flowers from Pomp last week um and they're still blooming like I was really impressed with how beautiful they were when I first got them but now um days and days of having them in my apartment they've grown like twice the size they're like big beautiful rose ceremony worthy roses it's insane
0: they really are and i mean the size is so impressive especially because they're 36 stems not 12 to 24 like any other and i told my husband i'm like look you can get me a dozen roses for christmas valentine's day anniversary or you can get me 36 plus roses from pomp flowers so you better know where you're getting my flowers from moving forward yeah
1: the sign of true love is actually. 36 roses, not just a dozen.
0: 36 plus Jackie. 36 like plus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Minimum, yes. minimum. I know. I literally
1: had to search around my whole house to find a vase that would fit this entire bouquet because it was massive. But I loved it. It was so beautiful. Because of COVID this year, I'm not able to see about half my family, which is such a bummer. I still wanted to like send something meaningful and my grandma has always, always, always loved roses. White roses specifically. And after I got my pumped bouquet of roses, I was like, this would be perfect. It would make her so happy. So I already ordered them and they're going to get there by Christmas. So
0: Yeah, if you guys want to send flowers that will impress this holiday season, definitely check out Pomp Flowers. You can use our code BATCH10 for 10% off. Go to Flowers P-O-M-P Flowers.com and enter code BATCH10 B-A-C-H 10 for 10% off. Yeah, get pumped. Okay, and we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters, and if you're new here, that's when we get submissions from people who have had real-life encounters with Bachelor alum in the wild, and we read it on air. So the first one's kind of interesting because it sheds light on a potential Bachelor Nation couple that could be on the rise. So it's kind of like—it's a Bachelor encounter, but it's also kind of like— creeping a little bit I'm like w- like when they sent it to me i was i wanted to be like oh thank you for creeping they write in and they said awkward thirsty bachelor sighting last night anna redmond and chris bukowski showing lots of pda at the redhead piano bar in chicago super weird super cute And really trying to get noticed. Nobody really cared.
1: Wow. And then I write back
0: and I go, wait. I thought I read it at first and I thought it said trying not to get noticed, which would Mm -hmm. make more sense. So I go, wait, trying to get noticed? She said, made their way to the very front by the piano player. So every time someone took a pic or recorded a video, they had to have been in the background. The kissing and snuggling was very much on display. So this could be a potential bachelor couple.
1: Interesting. I I believe that they're like trying to be a fake couple for attention I don't know if I see them actually being
0: in love does that make sense we're not saying they're in love either no but I'm saying saying, like I think there's a
1: difference between like okay I I'm a bachelor person because I think Anna Redmond is she has a, a lot of attention on TikTok like she's always on my for you page like she's definitely like getting a lot of attention I think she's really trying to build up a little influencer career like they all are but I think she's actually kind of building some momentum so I could see her being like let me just like go make out with Chris Bukowski because like people are going to talk about it because he's like another random from bachelor nation no one would expect us to be together like wouldn't that be funny ha 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 and Chris Bukowski's in on it like he doesn't care I picture it being something like that as opposed to Anna Redmond and Chris Bukowski are like legitimately starting a romance do you
0: know what I mean so he's a full decade older than her Yeah, so we'll we'll see if this is more than we have no clue. This could just be a drunken make out at a bar, Um, but I am definitely going to keep my eye out and see what's to come of this.
1: Yeah, I just I guess the question is, like, are they actually trying to date or are they just hanging out because it gets people talking about them?
0: I think we're the only ones talking about them.
1: Okay, well then it didn't really work, so maybe they're actually trying to date.
0: <laughs> Who the fuck knows? I don't know.
1: But. Well, where do they? Where does Anna? Isn't she? Isn't she part of controversial crew? So she's in San Diego. Where's Chris Piatkowski?
0: <laughs> he is. I always knew where he lived. Where does he live?
1: Whatever. I guess not that it matters, these people. Oh, fly Chicago. All over the I think place. Chicago. I think you're I think. right. I was leaning towards saying Chicago, but I didn't know. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. just like long distance. I think.
0: Chris Bukowski is very charming. Erica Rose, who was on our uh, second episode, she said that too. She's like, he's a very big flirt. He's very Mm -hmm. charming. I've met him in person. He is really good looking, really charming. So it's not that crazy that he's making out with someone from Bachelor Nation. It could just be some flirtatious thing.
1: Just like a fun moment. Yeah.
0: But I think it's funny that like to make out next to the piano at a piano bar, like if you wanted to hide, don't go. That's why
1: I'm like, I don't think they're hiding.
0: I think they're just like... Wouldn't this be funny? Yeah. And and they thought more people would talk about it, but we're the ones breaking the story. They're like, oh shit, we're on the She's All Batch podcast. Okay, so I have an update, actually. (gasps) Yes. So two episodes ago, we had a bachelor encounter of someone whose friends uh, is family friends with Brendan's family, and they went to a wedding together, and at the wedding... Um, the friend basically asked Brendan, like, are you going to go on Paradise? How, why did you go on the show? And he said that he had no interest in Tasha or Claire and was just on the show for clout. So we have an update okay. from that person. She writes in and she said, more Brendan tea from my bestie. So it's her best friend who's family friends with Brendan. She said, when Paradise was airing, uh, her friend was so shocked that she called... Brendan's parents and family and Brendan's parents said that they were so shocked at what was happening and they were so disappointed in him. They had no idea it was going to play out the way it did and that he was going to do what he did on TV. So Damn. that's just I mean, like we're really no. piling on hard with Brendan. I'm sure you're a stand up guy, Brendan, but just the stuff that people are, are saying about you you like it's hard to defend you at this point
1: damn even his own parents are like yes we want it to be known we do not condone this behavior (laughs) we do not raise him this way but yeah I mean like I'm not surprised I mean we've spoken about Brendan at length and how we don't really like how he handled things on Paradise so this all tracks but I love the update and I would love to know more about the inner workings of what's going on in the Morais household
0: yeah maybe we can get some more info because. We got an Mm. update, so.
1: Yeah. Like, what did Brendan's mom think about him going on The Bachelorette? These are the hard-hitting questions we need to know.
0: That goes for every Bachelor encounter, by the way. If you have an update or... Anything that Mm -hmm. we've read on the show, if you have more information, please feel free to write me. You know, my DMs are always open.
1: Like Pistachio Girl. We found out they were shelled pistachios, right?
0: Yeah. So Pistachio Girl wrote in after we read it on the air. So this is from episode seven. Pistachio Girl wrote back in after we read the story on the air, and she said that they were shelled pistachios. So she was probably making a mess all over Ben Higgins' car. I'm not getting back into it again. I don't have the energy. I
1: love this story so
0: much. Um, Me too. I'm,
1: I'm glad that I was right about the shelled pistachios. I had an yeah. intuition. I had a vision of what was going on there.
0: Yeah. Okay. The next encounter is with uh, our friend Dale Moss, the the actor, Dale Moss. The
1: actor. You probably
0: know him from Love Game Match. Uh, so someone wrote in and basically she ran into Dale during a week long event in Miami and she wrote... Throughout the week, he frequented our space, showing up with several women at a clip to encourage others to come try his workout classes he was hosting at a nearby hotel. Surf is the hotel. At one point, I heard him mention that he had a, quote, brief stint on The Bachelorette. I do not watch the show, so I didn't know if that was true or if he was trying to gain some traction with his audience. Then, towards the end of the week, my friend and I attended the Maxim party with the cover model. And who was trying to have a seat at her table with her? None other than Mr. Fitness himself, Dale. Except she was totally not digging it. He was creeping her out. He kept looking around, hoping someone would notice him, but it wasn't that kind of crowd. Eventually the model got weirded out by his presence and left her own table just to get away from Dale. Damn. She said, when she told me about the, quote, brief stint on The Bachelor, I died because I'm like he fucking won the season. I guess it was brief, though, because Claire's Claire's season lasted 12 minutes. That was gonna
1: be my comment, too, was like, how how dare Dale describe himself as someone who had a brief stint on The Bachelorette? Like, shut up! Is he wrong? Yes, I think he's wrong. I think to try to downplay it at this event where you're like around cool models, because he's he's trying to like not be that bachelor guy. He's trying to be like on the same level as these cool models. So he's like, oh yeah, 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 I had a brief stint on The Bachelorette. It's like. What are you talking about? You were like half of a fucking season and it was all surrounded about you. You literally won the show. You ended up getting engaged to the lead. Like, shut up. Sorry, that
0: really got me going. Are you to say that Dale's modeling career at Party City is not (laughs) on par with these other models? Because he's a model too.
1: Okay, you're right.
0: All art is valid. Yeah, and I'm sure he could pull out a Party City catalog and be like, look, (laughs) I'm more than just a guy from The Bachelorette.
1: Yeah, I'm also wearing this Superman costume.
0: (laughs) But yeah, and like, which is it? Like, to call out Bachelorette, But then say, then to downplay it, then don't call it out at all. Pick your battles here, like don't use the show to make yourself look cool and then downplay the show because you're embarrassed of it, like just don't say it. No one, clearly no one knew who you were anyway.
1: He reminds me a lot of Brendan in the sense that it's like he is someone who clearly wants clout so badly that he's like fucking it up to get the wrong kind of clout, you know?
0: Yeah, and he's choosing movie roles that are going to destroy his career.
1: Yeah, but even just like, the you know, the way he handled the whole Claire thing, it's just he he went on with intentions of becoming like a personality or someone in the media industry, like that's clear. But he just like, he wanted it so bad, he like ruined it for himself. He's like an Icarus. Yeah. And so is Brendan in the same way that he wanted clout so badly that it like backfired on him. And I think the same thing happened with Dale. He's, like, trying way
0: too hard, and no one likes that. And since when does he host workout classes?
1: Yeah, I feel like anyone who's, like, hot could, like, host a workout class.
0: (laughs) He's a model, an actor, (laughs) and now a workout instructor? Dale.
1: (laughs) This man does it all. Oh, my God.
0: I mean, how do you have time to have breakfast, Dale? Like, Jesus Christ. A renaissance
1: man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So unfortunately, we have to draw more attention to Jed. Our last bachelor encounter is from someone that accidentally ran into Jed and, and didn't really want to. So they said I ran into him with his girlfriend in Seaside, Florida last summer at a small fancy grocery store. fancy, fancy grocery store. like, what the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> I said to my sister, that guy looks like the douche the douche off. Oh, the douche off the Bachelor oh. douche off.
1: I don't think that's Let's call him a douche-off. Yeah. Okay.
0: So he looked like the douche-off from The Bachelor, and she said, that's Jed. Anyway, he looked embarrassed to be recognized. I mean, I made a bad face at him because obviously no one's a fan of his. (laughs) It's been a hot (laughs) minute since he's been on TV, and he still seems like in a dark place about it. He got the fuck out of there after we recognized who he was. Well, that's obvious that he's still in a bad place about it.
1: Um, You know, case in point your encounter with him yeah so that all tracks it's unfortunate i wish i wish that man would go to therapy and just get the help he needs so he can move on how long is he gonna do this for like is jed just gonna go his whole life being like that one time when i fucked up on the bachelorette get some
0: therapy and move on you know enough is enough yeah and the fact that we wanted to have you on the podcast to hear your side of the story proves that like people may be open to like you know, moving past this, you don't have to be the douche off from The Bachelor. Like you could be someone that we actually like get to know now and see a different side of. But like- Jed,
1: we can't love you until you love yourself. And so you just (laughs) need to find that inner peace because totally, I think, you know, enough time has gone by now that if he wanted to like change his tune and, you know- apologize and move on I think people would be very open to welcoming him back into bachelor nation and like asking him about his story or whatever well not me <laughs> okay not you he won't be on this podcast ever no I'm not involved in that but, but maybe other podcasts other people. maybe or something yeah no but it's just like he refuses to do that within himself like he is still moping around years after this it's sad
0: and like you really had to storm out of the fancy grocery store just because mm-hmm. someone noticed you like how many fancy grocery stores does he run out of? I don't know. Every single and time someone looks at him,
1: fancy grocery stores are the best kind of grocery stores. They have the best cheeses.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Every single time, like, were you that uncomfortable that someone looked at you?
1: And it's like I'm sure this happens to him all the time. Unfortunately, that's like, what I'm he saying. Is pretty well known. And if that's how he reacts every single time that he's recognized, this poor man—it's that's exhausting. Like he really needs to. <laughs> He's never going to stop running if every single time someone looks at him, he runs. I just picture him like legitimately running, like as like a marathon runner, like always in, in sneakers, just like running, 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 like
0: Forrest Gump, like running across the country. Well, this, that story made me sad. So most of you don't know this, but I'm actually a mom to a one and a half year old boy. And if there's one baby product I completely stand behind, it's baby Merlin's magic Sleepsuit. So this sleep suit is used after a baby can no longer be swaddled, but they still need that cozy, contained feeling to help them fall asleep at night. And we started using ours around the three month point and it completely saved our sleep transition. Take it from me, I've tried every single sleep product on the market and this is the best one, hands down. The sleep suit has sizes for babies three to nine months and comes in all different colors so your baby looks like a cute little marshmallow while sleeping. So whether you're desperately wanting your baby to sleep or you're going to a baby shower and need a really cool gift, try Baby Merlin's Magic Sleep Suit. Go to amazon.com and type in 20 all batch at checkout for 20% off. That's two zero A-L-L-B-A-C-H for 20% off. Okay,
1: so I have like a secret Santa grab bag thing coming up with some of my girlfriends and I was racking my brain of what to get for this. It was getting hard because it's so hard when you don't know like who your gift's going to because you want it to be personal and you want it to be something that they like, but I just figured I would get this game for the girls because that's something that I think all of my girlfriends would enjoy and be able to use at different sort of like gatherings or parties or social events So I'm really excited about it. And I ordered it on Amazon. You can use the code She's All Batch for 20% off.
0: Yeah, we love the game so much. We wanted to make sure you guys could get in on the fun as well. So go to Amazon.com, use code She's All Batch, all capital letters, for 20% off. And enjoy being like, the hit of your party because you yes. had the best grab bag gift of all your friends exactly
1: everyone if you play it the way where you steal gifts from people everyone's going to be stealing that gift
0: that is like my ultimate goal at every single grab bag and i'm never the person that has like the coolest gift until now and thanks now. the girls <laughs> <laughs> perfect
1: Okay. So Stephanie was able to sit down with Liz from Nick season and she spilled some pretty good tea. If you guys don't remember, Liz is the girl from Nick season who had met Nick previously. And there was a whole scandal for the first few episodes that she was on. And she kind of talked a lot about how that all kind of came to be.
0: Yeah. She spilled some serious tea, including probably my favorite bit of tea. A scene that she filmed that was actually filmed months after the season oh, yeah. wrapped a scene that we all watched on tv thinking it was while the show was being filmed and in reality it was after nick had already chosen vanessa so you guys are really going to want to hear this one this is a really juicy one enjoy our interview with liz okay so we have liz sandoz from nick Vial' season uh she's currently now um, liz presta thank you liz for coming on Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. We're so excited to chat with you. So you were on Nick's season for just two episodes, but you made such a big impact. Like you were a very memorable person from that season. How did you even end up on the show? Because I know you have the connection through Jade.
2: Yeah. So basically how I ended up on the show, um, I, uh, you know, I was in a place in my life where I was ready to like find someone and settle down. And um I had kind of been talking to this guy that I really, really like, and it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And I knew that they were going to start filming the bachelor like four or five months later. Um, so I, I was like, man, I should, maybe I should try to do it. Like it worked out for my friend Mm -hmm. at the time. And, um, and you know, who knows, like maybe it could work out for me. And so I actually made an audition video and come to find out the producers and everyone saw it or looked at it. So, um, basically I did have a connection, but also they wanted me there for a story. Right. I didn't find out till later. So, um, I, cause when I was talking to producers going through, like you have to go through interviews, you go through so much. Mm-hmm. I never once mentioned that I had met Nick before. I never. No much- way. No, I didn't say any of that. So you were going to go on anyway, like Nick or not. Well, I had kind of had it in my mind. And then when I found out it was him, I was like, oh, well, I met him. Like we had, um, a a connection. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I, then from there, like it escalated, like when they announced that it was him, then things like moved really quickly. Then producers like were calling me, wanted me on. Okay. But the producer that I was talking to didn't even know like any of that until like later when I went to like the main audition, the final interview. Um, the head producer at the time, who's no longer with the show, he was talking to me about it and he was, and he brought it up. And so the producer that I was talking to at the time, she was like, what you met before? You never mentioned any of this to me, like nothing. And I'm like, well, I didn't want it to be about that. So yeah, I just, I, they, I didn't find out till later that basically they wanted me there just so that there was drama in the beginning.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting because Nick was announced so last minute, like it was actually supposed to be Luke Pell. So were you, when you were meeting, when you sent the audition tape, who were you picturing? Um, honestly,
2: like I was willing, I was, I just wanted to go to see, Okay. if I could meet somebody. Okay. Um, so it wasn't necessarily just cause I made the audition tape before. I think I made it in August mm-hmm. and I don't think that they announced Nick until September, but it wasn't until they like, until they like finalized things with Nick that they actually reached out to me. So I think that if Luke would have been picked bachelor,
0: they wouldn't have asked me to. Well, yeah. I mean, you made for such a interesting storyline for the first, uh, two episodes that you were on, you actually walked out of the limo and you didn't say your name. Like you didn't want to let him know. Was that your idea or was that something pushed? That was pushed. Okay. Um, I had, and that's the
2: thing that like, it's hard because I look back and so many of the decisions were influenced by my producer on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also look back and I don't care. Like, I didn't, I don't want, I I didn't want to like it, like looking back, I'm like glad I didn't end up with him. I'm glad, you know what I mean? Like, um, but at the same time, like it just fed into their narrative right? and that's not who I am. So I had a completely different entrance picked out. Um, and the producer was like, well, why don't you do this? You know? And then even like on our group date, I had something completely different. Uh, we were supposed to do like a breakup, and I had like a rap because I'm like a silly person, so I was mm-hmm. going to break up with him in like a rap song. And she just like, also I drank a lot on the show. <laughs> well, I'm this sure was... everyone does. No, but this was before they made that rule because oh, now right, right rules in place because of what happened on Paradise and. I'm not a huge drinker, like, and
0: I drank a lot, like on the show, I felt like I had to be drunk to get through everything. Really? The group date that Liz is talking about, they went to like a breakup museum and then you guys had to do breakups with Nick on a stage in front of everybody. And Liz, we see her basically announcing to everyone on the group date that they had met prior. So that's the first time all of the girls are knowing that. It wasn't supposed to sound like I had met him
2: prior. Okay. Um and I didn't register with anybody there. Like nobody okay. put that together. Um, basically my producer talks me into s- like saying, um, she's like, use this as a chance to say everything that you've ever wanted to any guy you've ever been in a relationship with, like use this as an opportunity to be like, you know, like, like, like what's the word I'm looking for. Um, just closure for like anything that's ever happened in your past. And I had had, um, I was in a three-year relationship with a guy that like, we lived together. I thought I was going to marry him. It didn't work out. And I had definitely some closure with him, but not, there were things that I wanted to say to him that I never did. So I actually, a lot of the things I said weren't, I mean, most of it wasn't even
0: about Nick, Okay. but they also edit and take clips well, I was gonna actually ask because I just watched this clip, so it's fresh in my mind. And Nick is shooting daggers at you. Is that edited or was he really That's edited? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so uncomfortable. He looks so awkward. He was not reacting that way in real life.
2: Um, I don't know. It honestly, I felt um well, first of all, so like before I even before the limo or yeah, the night before the limo night, I was in my hotel room and I was just journaling and I just kind of got a feeling. I'm like, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing here. Mm -hmm. And I talked to my producer about it and I'm like, I don't know, like since we did meet before, I feel like, I don't know. I just felt off about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm like, I don't want it to become about that. Like what happened in the past And so the head producer came in and sat down with me and was like, listen, Liz, like, you're not here because of what happened. You're here because we actually think that you and Nick have a chance. And it's fed me this whole, like, yeah, "Yeah." I don't buy that. Right. Well, obviously at the time, um, I did and was like, you know, we actually think that you're going to go far with the show. Um, you know, you have such a fun personality, blah, 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 blah. So. I do the limo night and they told me they weren't going to make it about what happened in the past and all the limo night, they were pulling me aside and continually asking me about what had happened in the past. And I refused to talk about it. They would, they would like try to prompt me and just be like, so you and Nick met at jade and tanner's wedding and i wouldn't say anything wow and so and i'm like crap like and i just kept asking i was like can i please just talk to him like i really just want to talk to him because i was uncomfortable with my entrance i was uncomfortable with all the interviews mm-hmm. and so then they like push i don't think i talked to him till like three or four in the morning i don't even remember what time so it had been like a while and um finally we talked, but it's just, it goes so fast and you like really don't have time. Right. And, um, so fast forward to the group date, he was very cold to me the entire time Mm -hmm. on the group date. And, um, I'm like, I can't even like, you know, I found out, I think like he and my dad shared the same birthday and we were filming right around that time. I was like, Oh, it's my dad's birthday too. And he's like, Oh, like just like no acknowledgement. Like I couldn't engage in a conversation with him. I couldn't like anything. And, um, and I felt nothing. Like when I saw him again, there was just like, mm -hmm, no connection. I saw him connecting with other people, Um, I had started at the house to like, get really close to Danielle Maltby and she had gone on a one, she, I think she was the first one on one date Mm -hmm. and, um, she had such a great time and they had such a great connection. I'm like, that's awesome. And I'm like, I feel nothing. I feel awkward. I feel like I shouldn't be here. And so on the group date, I was planning on talking with him about like, Hey, can we just erase everything that happened? And like, let's just talk because like. I don't even know if I should be here. So Mm -hmm. I brought that up on the date. I'm like, I see you connecting with other people and like, we don't have that. And he's like, well, then why are you here? And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, why am I even here? Like I should just go. So I was planning on just basically having a conversation with him to like, see if it was even worth me staying. But it was so like, he was convinced that I came there to screw with him. Like they brought me there to screw everything up, and even like afterwards, because we had mutual friends, he told right. them like, "Why did she even show up there? Why no was way. she mess up my plan?" Yeah, so just the whole conversation like just wasn't. I couldn't like get in a conversation with him. I think even at the women tell all, I don't really remember, but I think he may have asked something about me going there, and I'm like, because I genuinely wanted to see like you know, if this was going to go anywhere and I was fine going home. Like, so, and basically I ended up going home um, at at the group date right? and I refused to cry. Like they (laughs) were interviewing me for three hours trying to get me to cry. They're like, well, how do you feel like that you're going home? I'm like, I'm fine. I came to see if there was a connection. There's not. So I'm going home. And like, finally they brought up like family things that they knew about me, like just different things to try to get me to cry. And I, they still didn't use like Really, any of that footage? I don't think of me leaving. I think it was just like me walking away, basically, mm-hmm. because they just they wanted this reaction, and it ended up like not even being a thing. Like he went to the house and told the girls, but like it wasn't like, a big deal. But you
0: know what? You were used because he saying him saying to the girls, like I have to admit it, we had sex. They used that line in the promos leading up to the series, and everyone's like, wait, he had sex with a girl in the show, so that then it sounds like he had sex with someone on the show, you know, and it it just totally made the craze around the show even bigger. So that's what they wanted the whole time. right?
2: Well, the crazy thing is since I refused to talk about it while I was there after I already got home. So this is end of September. They come to Vegas where I was living at the time in December. So like, you know what? They played it off again. And I bought into it. Like you didn't really get very much like airtime, whatever. They're like, we want to just do an intro video of you. So that people can kind of get to know you uh before. So after the the, after the show though. Yeah. Wow. Later. (laughs) And so I'm like, whatever, I'll do an intro. So I did an intro, and that was the first time I ever said we met at Jaden Tanner's wedding and we had sex. And they used those lines over and over through yeah, which I never
0: once said when we were at the house. No way. Yeah, totally. So that's one of my questions. I was like, I literally have written down, um, did producers just ask you about it over and over or were they replaying the same clips? So it's pretty much both from my,
2: yeah, but it was taken from my intro interview months later because, uh, and the clip that they used making it look like I told Kristen, I was sitting there talking with a producer, not even about Nick. So we had Kristen on the podcast.
0: Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, and she she shared the exact same thing, and my mind was blown. And just for the listeners, if they haven't heard that one, so you, you go ahead and explain it, actually, from your point of view.
2: So I was like sitting in this like little pergola out by the pool, and I'm sitting like on one side of a bench, and a producer's on the other side, and we're mm-hmm. just talking about past relationships, whatever. And um, and she's acting like she's my best friend, like all of them do. And so we're just talking. And then a little bit later, I noticed out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, there's a camera right there. (laughs) Like, I thought that we were just talking like, and I'm like, I'm so stupid. And I literally started crying. I was like, this is so stupid. Like I got mad at their producer. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, you know, like I know that I totally was set up and I just fell for it. Mm -hmm. So I think after I sat there and had that conversation, They brought Kristen out and had her sit where the producer was and had the other camera angle and then talk to her. So, um, they, then they made it look like we were having a conversation together. And if you look back, it says, I think they dubbed in the words and we had sex there. You never want to see them actually come out of my mouth because I
0: never said them. Wow. Oh yeah. Cause you said you didn't say it. So did you ever really tell Kristen about it on the show?
2: Yes. Okay. And, um, we were hanging by the pool. We talked about it. And then producers kept telling me like, don't you want to get this off your chest? Don't you want to confide in somebody, blah, blah, blah. And I was just so sick of hearing from them. So I was like, Hey, Kristen, like let's have this conversation. They like want to film it. So she and I actually sat down and had the conversation for the cameras and they didn't use any of that footage because she was actually cool about it. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, so when you saw the, the, manipulated scene of you and Kristen talking, but it wasn't really you guys talking. You didn't know about that till it aired. I'm assuming. I didn't know they were going to use it
2: like that. But when I was sitting there talking with the producer, I was like, crap. Like I know I'm being filled right now. I know that I was talking about different things that
0: (laughs) they're probably going to be able to use uh, to make it look like something else. But when you saw it on TV, were you like, what the hell?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause
0: I... I'm like, we gave you the conversation that you wanted. I literally asked Kristen that. I was like, that's so bizarre that they would do that because you literally spoke to each other. You see you guys sitting next to each other. You talk about it. And she's like, I guess they wanted it to be more dramatic though. Right, yeah. So crazy. I was going to ask about if you and Nick ever talked or met up since the show.
2: No, he, like I said, he honestly thought like I was there to like destroy him, to make him look bad, to make him look like this playboy whatever, which was not the intention at all. Um, and then I honestly just like had no desire. We're not friends in real life. right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no need to be friends. I'm never going to see him again. So, right.
0: well, did you ever, did they ever ask you to do paradise?
2: They did reach out. Um, I don't remember when, uh, they, it was just like a, Hey, like, are you interested at all? Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually was dating my now husband at the time. Oh, so cool. I was like,
0: no, <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> when you were on the show, who did you see as the front runner? Honestly,
2: like I saw, I was like, Vanessa's going to go to the top. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember who was in the top yeah. <laughs> of my season. It's been so long. Um, Corinne was like a big talking yeah, point I in the figured beginning. They would keep her because of the drama. Okay. Um, I actually saw Rachel going far and I figured Danielle would, Daniel Lombard and Malby both. I would have said those those were probably the people that I thought in the house. I definitely for sure thought Vanessa and and Astrid as well. And she didn't at all. She was on my one group date and she's like such a cool girl. I just figured she would go far. But
0: well, she found her happily ever after as well with her
2: baby. That's so exciting.
0: That's so exciting for her and Kevin. Yeah. So, um, I just want to wrap up. So you shed light on the Kristen thing and how the producer was sitting there and our listeners are obsessed with kind of hearing the shady production stuff behind the scenes. So you've already given that example, but is there a different production moment that kind of blew your mind when you saw it on TV? Like, Hey, that did not play out at all the way I saw yeah. it. Yeah. Well, there's like a scene of me. I was
2: inside making guacamole and it made <laughs> it look like I was a creeper, like peeking outside, like what are these people talking about? What are they doing? And I'm like, I, I don't know what was going on, but like, there wasn't any of that. (laughs) Like, I'm just trying to make guacamole people guacamole. And I don't even remember. Um, also like, it was super weird. Um, like you have to be mic'd up. Like the minute you come downstairs, they mic you up. Mm -hmm. And I just remember one time coming down and being like, Hey, is it okay if I just like go outside and like just journal and, and like say, some prayers and meditate, like before I get mic'd up. And they were like, no, like they're (laughs) like, I just couldn't, there's like no alone time. And there's just things that they tell you that you can't do. Like, obviously you can't like bring your phone or your iPad or things like that. But they even told me like, you can't bring books, you can't whatever. And then once I got there, some other people had books and I didn't know that. I think it was Taylor. Taylor had like a bunch of books. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I read this the same book by Brene Brown, whatever. And, and I was like, I was told I couldn't bring any. And she's like, yeah, I was like, no, I'm bringing them. And I was like, oh, I just wish I would have been more like assertive, but they really try to like isolate you. And mm. a lot of the conversations are forced. Like we would be sitting there talking, having a conversation and then producers would run in and be like, oh my gosh. Okay. Start it over. Start this conversation over. So then it's just like not organic. Right. You know, it wasn't the organic flow of the conversation and, and even trying to drive a wedge between people. Like they totally tried to like Kristen and I connected and they tried to like even manipulate her into like having the conversation with Nick about me telling her Mm -hmm. and that's what they were trying to do. And thankfully like Kristen and I talked after the show and she even came to my wedding and you know, like she's a really cool girl. Like we, we were able to see past the BS, Mm -hmm. but not everyone can. Right. Right. Yeah. I, when you're in it, it's hard because you literally have producers in your ear all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, they will separate you from people. Like if they don't want you having a conversation with somebody, they'll like come in and, you know, pull one of you into an interview or, Mm -hmm. you know, like they try to, they, they know what they're doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a reason why the show's been on for like 400 years. So they know what they're doing for sure. We love exposing it because people don't realize what they see on TV is like 99% manipulated. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just, well, and it's
2: hard because like, I felt like, yeah, people didn't really get to see who I was. So it made, it forced me to be secure in who I am because I mean, I had people DMing me saying like, you're such a whore, you're a stupid slut, like all this stuff after the show. And, um, and that was like hurtful at first. And I'm like, okay, these people don't even know me. I have to be confident in who I am and like the people who know me, but it was also really hard because I come from like a really good Christian family. And Mm -hmm. now my entire family knows I had a one night stand with -hmm. this guy. Right. So
0: I had to deal with that.
2: And Mm -hmm that was hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you spoke up at the women tell all, and you were just like such a strong, powerful woman saying like your body and your sexuality, and no one should be able to tell you what to do. And it was just a really good moment for women. So I think it's all, yeah. it's all worth it to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and that was
0: nice that they gave me that.
2: Yeah. And that's like, that's also what they said there. I think that they did kind of feel bad. Cause I knew one of the producers, like I'd met him through Jade like the year before Mm -hmm. and he was one of the head producers at the time. He's no longer with the show and he was just like a really cool guy. And I still think he is, but he also has a job to do. Um, And I do feel like they kind of felt bad because I'm not, I mean, not that there's like that girl or whatever, but I'm not like, they know I didn't come there for that. I didn't go on the show for that attention or to talk like, Oh, I slept with Nick and you know what I mean? Like, that was not it at all. So it, with the women tell all, I almost didn't even want to go. And they're like, listen, we want to give you a chance to talk. And I'm like, okay. So it was nice that they gave me that. Cause I felt like it gave people a chance to maybe see me a different way.
0: Yeah, it definitely did. I just think it's crazy that like after filming wrapped, they actually didn't even get their storyline with you. Because when you think about it, like your storyline really came from your interviews because they would always dub you saying whatever you said over you know, the footage and the fact that they didn't have any of that. It's like, they must've like watched the footage and been like, crap, we need to go to Vegas and get Liz to say a bunch of stuff. Basically what they did. Yeah. And of course, like when the producer came to
2: Vegas, she was my best friend the whole time and whatever. And I'm like, I just kind of, and I think at that point I knew what they were going to do. So I was just kind of like F it, like, whatever, I'll just say this because, but I kind of wish I would have like stuck to my guns a little bit more. Um... But yeah, it's crazy. They didn't get the footage that they needed of me saying those things until
0: December and the show aired in like two weeks later in January. Wow. Oh my gosh. I it wasn't even thinking there. about the timeline. Yeah. So you also had to get back into the mental space of like, I mean, I don't remember exactly what you said, but like you had to act as if you were still, you know, going after Nick. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I was just over it. Um, I was probably, I probably drank then too. <laughs> in order to get into that yeah. space. Get into the mindset. Oh my gosh. Um, So after the show, you actually started a podcast with Jade and Carly Waddell from the show called Babes and Babies. And now you have your own podcast. Why don't you tell us about Miraculous Mamas? It looks amazing. Can you tell us about it?
2: Yeah. So uh, I work as a birth doula now. So for those people that don't know, birth doulas provide emotional, physical, uh, and informational support during labor and delivery. And I'm super passionate about it. I love it. Um, I love going to births. And so I, I've learned so much being in that space mm-hmm. and I've just become super passionate about people knowing their options. Uh, cause it's not really offered to a lot of people. If you look at the United States, our birth disparities are really crazy compared to other countries. We have mm-hmm. a lot of things that happen here that shouldn't And then as I started to like look into having my own kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, this like applies to parenthood, like every level. Um, so I just wanted to have a platform or a resource for people to go to, to find out more information that with a lot of things, there's not a right or wrong. Um, and you find that like becoming a parent, should I, do purees or solids or whatever. And it's like, if it, there's not a right or a wrong, it's all about informed decision-making mm-hmm. and knowing your options, not being pressured into things. Um, so I just really wanted to create, like have a podcast where we could bring on guests that are professionals in certain fields and bring on moms to share their birth stories and their experiences. So yeah, that's basically what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love it. I feel like I always learn from the people coming on. I know, you know, like in the podcast space, it's just, it's fun. You get to meet people, yeah, and have great conversations and, and get to learn alongside them. Well,
0: that's interesting because you're currently expecting too, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> boy, girl, no idea. So okay. uh, with my daughter, we decided to be surprised. We were, everyone thought I was having a boy. Um, and with this one, we've chosen the same path so we're like let's make it a surprise. So no idea. I don't have a feeling either way. I don't
0: feel like I'm having a girl or a boy. I'm like who knows. Yeah. <laughs> right. We are so excited that you were able to come on. You spilled so much good tea. Um where can everyone find you? Yeah.
2: so you can uh I'm on Instagram at e sandos or you can follow my podcast at miraculous
0: mamas. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much I'll for the touch. Me. Of course. I'll talk right. to you soon. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast and rate the podcast. Um, You can also follow She's All Batch on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And if you are wanting to
1: find other people that are also listeners of the podcast, join our Facebook group. We're so excited about it. and We can't wait to chat with you guys about wet blanket energy and other things like pistachios, things that only true listeners would know.
0: (laughs) So send a request. We're going to be opening the gates in 2022. So make sure you Mm -hmm. are on the list outside the... Yeah, get on the VIP list so the doorman will let you in. No, the
1: line, like you're, oh, they're online. Okay, they don't have a table. They're waiting online
0: to get into yeah, the club. No.
1: I'm feeling silly right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, are you, are you, are you drunk? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, Um. all right, well, have a great day christmas guys if you celebrate hopefully santa brings you everything that you want and then santa ben higgins and santa so the real authentic santa and santa ben higgins will be coming down your chimney tonight
0: yes (laughs) merry christmas everyone and we will see you next week for the last episode of the season
1: or Mm. the year
0: the year yeah crazy all right bye bitches